And uh, wow, what a powerful time of prayer and worship. And I can imagine in my mind perhaps that uh, you might watch this service over and over again. We're gonna, we're gonna keep it playing on demand for you to share with your friends. And uh, let's just keep the hope and the confidence. Now, it's a little strange speaking to an empty room. <laughs> I have a few people here, but I'm gonna do the best I can to, to imagine this room filled with people but I do have a message that I want to share with you, and it's really in two parts today. And the first is I wanted to talk just for a few moments about our response. Like what is Highlands doing in the middle of all this? Because honestly, it's a whole lot more than whether we have a church service or not. We are, our church is not a service. Our church has a service. This is, the, this is really one small part of who we are as a church. And we are working tirelessly right now in more meetings than you can possibly imagine with our teams and with local health officials. And man, we've been meeting with our mayors and our city officials. And we are, we are working hard to not only uh, continue as a church in every way we can, but also to serve our communities in every way we can. So stay tuned to our social media uh, platforms. Uh, be sure you're checking our website. It, it, this thing is changing day by day, and, and our response is really coming day by day. So stay tuned, and hopefully sometime in the middle of the week, I'll even have another message for you uh, just to tell you where we are, and we're going to take this thing week by week. But there's three things I do want us to do, and the first thing is I want us to give hope. Can I ask you that, that, first of all, I want you to receive it, but I also want you to give it. So today, you've got to get it. If you don't have it, well, that, then you're on the receiving end of this directive. But if you have hope, listen to me. Our city needs us right now, and the people around us need us right now. And people are discouraged. They, they think the sky is falling, and this is serious. Make no mistake about it. This is a global pandemic. It's a serious issue but listen to me, we, we are, we're going to survive this. We really are. And you need to know that. And, and I have seen fear get in people's hearts. My youngest son, Joseph, uh, many of you know I talk about him a lot. Joseph just was very, very concerned. Joseph uh, has this obsession with politics and the news, and he watches it more than any one of my kids. And, and it has not served him well. Let me just say right there, right there, okay, to watch that much. And he was very concerned. And then I just uh, get, gave one FaceTime message to him. I wasn't with him at, at the time. I just FaceTimed him and, and looked him in the eye and said, Joe, it's going to be just fine. And I, I showed my smiling face. And, and he texted back. He says, Dad, you have no idea how much that reassured me. And he was perfectly fine. Well, I want to do that for you today. And then listen to me. I want you to do that for others. I want you to look them in the eye and say, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And to remind you how we have gotten through this, I did a little bit of research. And forgive me if I got my dates a little wrong. I think I got it right. But in 2000, y'all, we lived through Y2K. Y'all remember? Y'all still? <laughs> all right. In 2001, we got past anthrax. And 2002, we, we got over the West Nile virus. And in 2003, we overcame SARS. And 2005, oh, there was the bird flu that, you know, that said it was going to take us out. And then 2006, we had E. coli. And then 2008, we had the, the economic collapse. And it was tough on a lot of people. Make no mistake about it, but we lived through it. And 2009, you know, we had the swine flu. Come on, somebody. And in 2010, there was the BP oil spill. And, oh, we're going to die. The Mayan calendar told us we all were going to die in 2012. And 
In 2013, we had North Korea we were worried about. In 2014, Ebola virus. In 2015, there was ISIS. 2016, there was Zika. In 2020, there was Corona. And we lived through it all, and we're going to live through this too in Jesus' name. Y'all need to know that. <laughs> Here's a verse for you. Here's a verse for you. He has delivered us. He will deliver us, and he will continue to deliver us. Now, Paul, when he wrote this, Paul was actually real discouraged. He's actually said he, he was discouraged even unto death. In other words, he almost felt like committing suicide. That's how bad he felt in 2 Corinthians 1. But he reminded himself in the middle of his despair, he reminded himself, you know what? God's gotten me through it before. Like he, he'll do it now and, and he'll do it in the future. Would you just read with me? You don't have to say it loud, but just say it out loud. The, 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 the words in yellow, he has, he will he will continue. Say it again. He has, he will, he will continue. I wanted you to get it in your spirit this time. He has, he will, he will continue. You need to know that. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, we know that in all things, including this thing, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. What then shall we say in response? Well, here's what I'm going to say. If God be for me, who can be against me? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, how will he not also, along with the cross of Calvary, graciously respond to the coronavirus too? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, shall hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword? No. And all these things, we are not even a conqueror. <laughs> We're more than a conqueror through him who loved us, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, angels or demons, the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And everybody said a good amen. Amen. Here's the second thing I want us to do. I want us to provide support. And we're going to do that. Uh, we have had a lot of meetings with our Christ health center, with our, our local doctors, with, uh, we've already met as a team recognizing that there are going to be financial needs among our, the members of our church and our community, and we're going to respond. I want you to know that. I thank God that we actually have organized our finances in such a way where we have the margin. This is why we did it, everybody. It's why we have margins at Highlands so that we, in the times of crisis, can respond. This is the New Testament. The New Testament's more than a church service because they not only came to church, they not only devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, they didn't just come and hear the word of God, but they also devoted themselves to the breaking of bread and to prayer. That means they had communion and they prayed together. They, everyone was filled with awe and the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles, and all the believers were together, and we're going to figure out how to stay together, even though we need to stay apart. We've got to figure that out. We're going to. And they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Now, we're going to do that. In this, the middle of this, we're going to do whatever it takes to take care of people. Every day, they continue to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God enjoying the favor of all the people. And look what happened. The Lord added to their number. In fact, I believe in the middle of this crisis, people are going to come to faith in Jesus Christ. I really believe it's going to happen. That there was, that God added to their number daily those 
who are being saved. So we're going to be announcing our efforts of what we're going to do. Again, stay tuned to our website. And again, that's why we have finances the way we do here at Highland, so that we can be a blessing to the world around us. So this is, this is our response. I, 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 want us to, I want us to give hope. I want us to provide support. And finally, I want us to stay close. Now, I know they're all telling us, get away from everybody right now. And you do need to do that. You need to observe all of the uh, health department warnings and, 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 and recommendations that they're giving. Listen to those, obey those, practice good hygiene. But it's important at this time, too. Really, one of the toughest parts of this whole thing was, uh, was whether we have services or not. And I know we made a good decision by, by not having services today. I know that was a good decision. But honestly, it was tough because I really feel like in the middle of a crisis, that's when people need their church the most. We're not the NBA, okay? We're not entertainment. And I, I, I think it's a good that they're not having those. But, man, I, I feel like we, us shutting down was like shutting down a hospital in the middle of a crisis. And it really, honestly, that's what made the decision so tough. And we're going to have to figure out how, how to kind of stay open without being open right now and so that we can minister to the needs of others. And there's this phrase that's out there, we need to practice social distancing. Uh, I agree with that, but I don't like the phrase. I think we need to practice physical distancing. <laughs> but honestly, I need you to stay socially connected some way. Because my fear is, is that as we're all kind of getting alone, y'all, before this crisis, we were already had record numbers of isolation and loneliness. And I think the devil has the potential of using this to make people more depressed and more lonely than ever before. So I, I, I want to do what the Bible says. We got to consider how we're going to figure this out. The Bible says you need to get in some meetings and consider and we're doing that, how we can actually spur one another on, even though we don't get to be together and high-five and hug and, you know, and we're not even doing elbow touches right now, right? I mean, what are we going to do to spur on love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together? Got to figure that out, as some get in the habit of doing, but encourage one another all the more as you see the day. Well, guess what? The day came. Now, I know this is talking about the last day, the judgment day, but it's also talking about any tough day. And that's why we have small groups. That's why we are a church of relationships, not just big meetings. And so I'm asking you, I'm calling on you right now to check in on your small group members. And if you can meet safely, that's up to you guys whether you do that or not. I mean, but, it, but, 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 but I need you to, to check on one another, especially the, the elderly among us. And this is the time to get on the phone and call each other. And it's like, you know what? We're going to have a small group meeting via conference call. I don't know. But figure it out. And if y'all do a FaceTime small group, that might be a good idea. I don't know. But we have got to stay socially close, spiritually close while we're social distancing. And I really believe this with all my heart. Look, we need each other more than ever before. So pick up the phone and call somebody, text somebody, love somebody. Think about the elderly among us. And I know we can't visit them right now, and we honestly, we shouldn't. But, I, but we need to care for them and love them and make sure they're protected in every way. That's really in my heart. And that's why the decisions that we've been trying to make over the past few days have been so very, very difficult. So I want to close our service today uh, with a message of hope for you. And know this, that we also have curriculum and messages, videos, a video service, if you will, children's church service available. Go to our website, and Lord knows you're going to have plenty of time <laughs> next week because everybody's off 
and you're probably going to get bored and not even know what to do or what to watch. Well, we have some things available for you for your children. So moms, dads, get your kids around and have your own children's church service there in your home. Those resources are there for you online. But there are two words I'm going to leave you with today, two powerful words that are in the Bible over and over and over again, and even quoted many times by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Two simple words, and that is fear not. Fear not. Look in my eyes. Fear not. Now, a lot of things can affect our bodies and our lives, but I don't want this to get into your spirit, and I don't want this to get into your emotions. Now, disease is real. Sickness is real. My eyes are bad. I'm wearing glasses right now. That stuff happens. You can affect my body, but you cannot affect my spirit, man. And I got to get that fear out of people's hearts in Jesus' name. I really do. And, and, and I'm not trying to make light of this uh, in any way, but I think you need a little laughter once in a while, too. You need, <laughs> you, we need to, if we don't inject a little humor in all this, it, this thing could kill us, right, in our souls. And I don't want that to happen. So just for fun, okay, I, I found found out that there are a lot of phobias out there, by the way, hundreds of them, thousands of them. And I kind of looked up a few of them. Like one of them is called pathophobia. It's the fear of disease. Found another one. It's called monophobia. It's the fear of being alone. By the way, I hope that never happens. Then you have this one, glossophobia, the fear of public speaking. I don't have that one, but a lot of people do. You have this one, there's algophobia. It's the fear of pain. You have this one. I love this one. Pentatherophobia, it's the fear of your mother-in-law. <laughs> Some of you are like, I'm writing that one down. I, I got that one. I need to go to freedom for that one, just that one by itself. This is my favorite one. You ready for this? I can't even pronounce it. It's hippopotamus monstrosequifolia. It's that, and it's the fear of long words <laughs> when you figure. And here, one, one more, just for fun. And it's, it's I can't, Iraq. Kibutriphobia. It's the fear of peanut butter getting stuck to the roof of your mouth. The point is... There's a fear for everything. And the reason why there's a fear for everything is because you have a devil who's trying to put fear in your hearts. And I don't want that. You know why I don't want that? Because fear breeds more fear. Like, it adds on to it. Studies actually show that 90%, 95% of all your fears never happen. Now, think about that. They're never going to happen, but you had them. And that's a tragedy that we allowed that to get in our hearts and our lives that way. I, I, Mark Twain said, I've been through some terrible times in my life, a few of which actually happened. <laughs> what a great quote. And I know this is very, very real. I am not making light of it. You need to take every precaution necessary. This is real, no doubt. But brother, don't let it get in your spirit. Don't let it get in your soul. Because fear will breed more fear. And then next thing you know, you start ruminating and you start thinking about things and you find yourself in a bad place. I'm going to show you how to get out of that in a, in, a, in a couple of minutes. The second thing that fear does is it clouds our judgment. I heard the story about a guy who walked up to somebody's house and there was a sign on the fence that said, beware of dog. And then about that time, the owner of that house and this little foo-foo dog came out. <laughs> And the guy says, well, that dog couldn't hurt a soul. And he said, yeah, but the sign can. See, a lot of times we fear things that really can't hurt us, but the sign can. The thought of it can. And next thing you know, you're making decisions based on stuff that's not even true. 
You're going to avoid the house because of foo-foo. Again, I'm not making light of this. You need to take precautions. This is real. This is no joke. But again, I don't want it to get in your spirit. And here's really the real reason why is because fear redirects our energies. So instead of stepping up, we step down. And I don't want you to step down. This is the time for the church to rise. This is the, this is the time for us to be at our best. Can I hear a good amen? I really, I want us to be at our best right now. It's time to step up, to rise up. We're not backing down. I'm not going into hiding. I think it's in the spirit. We are no Mother Teresa, by the way. I don't even claim to be as close to what she did. But, man, I, I, I honor the woman who stepped right in the middle of all the pain and suffering and said, it's time for the church to be the church. So what do we do with our fears? Well, let me close with this one point. <laughs> I have one point and two ways for you to get there. And the one point is, and this is really the title of the message today, you've got to convert your fear into faith. You've got to take your fears and replace it. You've got to turn it around. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Read it out loud with me. Even if you're by yourself holding your phone up, I don't know where you are watching this message, read it with me. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, who is the author of power? God. Who is the author of love? God. So where does a sound mind come from? Same place. Same place. So if you don't have a sound mind, and I'll be honest with you, I had some times this past week, I didn't have a sound mind. There were days where I got scared. And honestly, I'm not scared about what happens to our church as like from, a business, like from the church, the corporation standpoint. We're fine. We're going to be fine. I was afraid for the small churches who just got started. I was starting to worry about some of the ark churches we just planted. The ones that they only have schools. They have no ability to broadcast a message online. They don't have any cameras yet. And it, it, got in my, it got in my heart, my spirit. And there were days, I'll be honest with you, this past week where the pressure of even the responsibility that I carry as a leader, brother, I felt, I felt it on my shoulders. And, and if I'm honest with you, it really never lasted very long because I know what to do. I know how to convert fear into faith. And I had it for a moment, but I promise you, it didn't last very long. In fact, I wish you could have the peace that I have right now. I really do. I wish you could have the confidence that I have right now. I really do. So what do you do? What do you, how do you convert fear into faith? Two things you can do without coming to this building. <laughs> Two things you could have done all along. Two things that I'm asking you to do. And the first is pray. Like, get you some worship music and just spend time with God. And you don't have to be all fancy and these words and thou arts and ever so thou was with us, thou was goest. You don't have to do all that. Just talk to God. Tell him your concerns. Talk to him just like I'm talking, talking to you right now. The psalmist said, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. And he freed me from all my fears. I want you to have that.
I want you to be free from your fears. Spend time with God. And by the way, I would rather you spend one minute in prayer 10 times a day than 10 minutes in prayer one time a day. So it doesn't have to be this long thing. The Bible says that I never stopped. I prayed without ceasing. You can do that. That's, why, that's how I'm doing it. I'm not having these long hours and, you know, I'm just every, all throughout my day, Lord, need you right now. Oh, Lord, I have no idea what to do. Every meeting I've been in with my team, we start the meeting with prayer. Because we're just people too. We're not, you know, we're just people trying to figure this out. But I man, I'm going to tell you, God, I believe God's given us divine wisdom. Dads, he'll give it to you for your homes, for your businesses. Moms, he'll give it to you for your children, for your homes. Pray. Pray. Talk to God. Watch what happens. He'll free you from your fears. Second thing is, this isn't, this isn't difficult. It's just, it's just so simple. Get in God's Word. God's Word brings comfort. The Bible brings comfort. If you read the Bible, it'll encourage you. And if you don't know where to read, go to the, just go to the Psalms. Start there. And actually, that's what I want you to do. In fact, I'm going to give you an assignment. I would like for every one of you, now just do this, okay? <laughs> I want you to read Psalm 91 out loud every day this week. So just find a time. It won't take you but about three minutes. But find a time, and, I, and don't think it. Don't just read it. I want you to pray it out loud. And in fact, what I would really like you to do is even change the words, because it's all to you, you, you. I want you to change it to the first person, me, me, me. So I did it for you. So this is not how the Bible writes it. I changed it into the first person, and it would sound something like this. I will dwell in the shelter of the Most High, and I will rest in the shadow of the Almighty, and I will say the Lord, you are my refuge, my fortress. You're my God in whom I trust. Surely you will save me from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. I want you to do this. I will not fear. Say that with me right there where you are. I will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. The Lord is my refuge, and I will make the Most High my dwelling. Therefore, no harm will overtake me. I want you to say it every day. Pray. Read God's Word. Read it out loud. Every day this week. No disaster going to come near my, hope you're not living in a tent, but in our house, right? For God will command his angels concerning me to guard me in all my ways. And I will call on the Lord and he'll answer me and he'll be with me in trouble and with long life. God will satisfy me and show me his salvation. God's people said a good, that's my message. Close your eyes right there where you are. Lord, thank you for the miracle of technology. That even though we couldn't meet today, we were able to bring this service to so many people. I speak life, healing, peace, encouragement. God, we all have reasons to be afraid. But God, we're converting our fear into faith. I speak faith into your life right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Just receive it. Faith. 
Faith is, is, is a, I can't see it, don't know where it is. It's the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things unseen, but I believe it. We trust you. Now, right there where you are, if you feel like you don't know God or you're a Christian and you've, and you've drifted away from God or you're just like, I don't know what I am. Do you know that you can receive Jesus right there where you are? Being a Christian isn't joining a church. Being a Christian is when you surrender the control of your life over to Jesus. You make him the Lord of your life. Romans says it this way, that if you'll, you just make Jesus the Lord of your life, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. If that's you today, you need God. You want him to be the center of your life, the top of your list, the Lord of your life. Pray this prayer right now with me. Just say, God, I need you. I ask you to save me. Thank you for sending your son to pay for my sins. I receive what he did on the cross. I now make him the Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, live in me, direct me. I'm gonna follow you with all of my heart. Now say these words. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he died, was buried, and he rose again. And today, I put my faith in him. In Jesus' name, amen.